1: This is Difference Makers. Welcome. I'm Mike Lee, Director of Local Ministries for True Talk 800, 93.9 KPDQ, AM 860 The Answer KPAM, La Patrona 1640, 93.1 Lray and 104.1 The Fish. And I'd love to talk with you about getting more people back into your church, sharing about your ministry through our free online church directory and our church service live stream directory, Expanding your ministry or business beyond your walls, establishing yourself as an authority in your field, and becoming more known through radio. Building awareness of your company or outreach by hosting our events at your location at no risk to you. Marketing your message or brand directly to your target audience through the powerful online tools of Salem Surround. And most importantly, if your ministry leader or pastor could use a phone call, a word of encouragement, a cup of coffee, or a connection to others, please email me at mikelee at kpdq.com. That's M-I-K-E-L-E-E at kpdq.com. And we've got a bunch of guests in the studio today. Two of them, you may remember from the past, Roger and Tanya Haskin, are ministry representatives, for Family Life. They take care of these small areas of Oregon, Washington, and greater Idaho. And if you want to listen to Family Life Radio, tune in weekdays at 1 a.m. and 9.30 a.m., plus Saturdays at 1 a.m. and 6.30 in the morning on 93.9 KPDQ, plus weekdays at 10.30 in the morning on True Talk 800. So Roger, Tanya, welcome. How are you today?
2: We're
3: doing well. Thank you for having us, Mike.
2: Yes, it's wonderful to be here.
1: Always a pleasure to have you in town. And we're very excited about the upcoming event, which is Weekend to Remember, the new, improved, and updated version. So if your marriage could use a boost, check out Family Life's Weekend to Remember. It's a wonderful opportunity to impact your marriage. Coming up at the Red Lion Hotel on the River at Jansen Beach, November 19th, 20th, and the 21st. So, Roger, Tanya, can you give us the big picture of what one could expect at a Weekend to Remember event?
3: Well, what we spend most of the weekend doing is talking about God's blueprints for marriage. Um, we understand that uh, that marriages, uh, they, they go through struggles, and we all have struggles in our marriage. And what the Weekend to Remember does is it gives us opportunities to, to talk about difficult things that we don't normally talk about it it sets you up in a perfect environment to have those difficult conversations and it just is it's transforming in any marriage to the point where if you're not satisfied we have a money-back guarantee
1: well that's fantastic so are you looking forward to this new improved version tanya
2: Yes, I am. It sounds like a lot of thought and prayer has gone into this, and that we are reaching a younger audience and our younger marriages, and that's exciting. We want to bring more people in. We want to give them some, some victory in their marriage at a, at a younger point.
1: Do you find that it's more important now than ever for a couple to get off to a good start, Tanya?
2: Yes, um, definitely. Our world is um, its just harsh. It's harsh on individuals, and it's, it's harsh on marriage. And um, I believe that the earlier um, a husband and wife understand um, how good their God is and how merciful and how much he wants to be with them and their marriage, the better off they're going to be for decades to come.
1: We've got all the details at kpdq.com. All you've got to do is click on a link to get some of the details. But Roger, what highlights do you have, and what's the view from thirty thousand feet for someone who might be completely new to a weekend to remember event from family life?
3: Well, when you when you show up, we're going to just start talking about the the issues that break apart marriage, uh, and I think as you hear some of those issues, you will definitely uh, identify with. Many of them, if not all of them, I know. When Tanya and I first went, uh, we pretty much checked off every issue they were talking about because we were we were in a pretty difficult situation in our marriage at the time, and we we just talked through all the issues, and then we start to present. The answers to those issues and we start to present solutions and the, the main solution is christ an infusion of christ into your marriage an infusion of christ into your family and that is what they that's what causes a transformation but it caused we need to have a heart decision to allow christ in and the weekend to remember talks us through what the challenges are why they're common and then we give the answer of how to work through those challenges.
1: And you've got some wonderful speakers and authors and resources that family life supplies all throughout the year. But the weekend to remember itself is the big event that so many of us look forward to, isn't it?
3: It is. And it we call what we call it internally is a catalytic event. And it's something where people will show up and we understand that they're gonna make some life change decisions at the weekend that happens but we also understand that life isn't going to change in a weekend we can change direction but for that life to actually take root and those changes to take root there needs to be some follow-up and and we need to be plugged into a a local church or plugged into some small groups or or plugged in locally where life change actually happens because we can make a decision but then we need to live out that decision, and that and that's where the the local church and and the local community are much more important than what we do on a weekend.
1: You can't simply know the word; you have to do the word and be the word to really be effective. Otherwise, any good piece of advice is going to be in one year and out the other. Amen. Right? Yes. And just to clarify, although church to church, ministry to ministry, there may be different accommodations. For the weekend to remember, that is completely without kids. Is that correct?
3: Correct. Yes. We actually have gotten in. In the we put up a sign that says "No children in the ballroom," and the reason for that is we love children. We're about families. We're we're family life. That is that's why we are doing these things. It's for our children, but children can be a distraction from dealing with the issues that we need to deal with as a husband and a wife. And that's why we we make sure that we have those distractions taken care of somewhere else, <laughs> and we can focus on the challenges that we we deal with.
1: Well, I think about the two different trains of thought. There are some people that say marriage is easy. Well, it hasn't exactly been for me, although I am incredibly blessed and happily married for 25 years by the grace of God right now. And at the same time, it's doable. God provides resources, friendships, accountability, and different devices to help you make your marriage successful no matter where you're coming from. Mm -hmm. So, I would encourage you, no matter what it looks like, no matter what you see those around you looking like, know that God loves you, you have a purpose, as does your marriage, and that no one is beyond God's redemption, and no marriage is beyond God's saving it and turning it around or making a good marriage even stronger. Amen. Tanya, tell us about your experience with family life and why this ministry has become so very important to you.
2: Oh, um, okay. We're going to start back in 1998. uh, Roger and I had started our relationship um, by becoming pregnant um, before we were married. And then we decided we'd you buy a house. To share that I know. <laughs> then we thought we would buy a house, and uh, but still not get married. But in the process of buying a house, we did get married, and um, we had done everything wrong up to that point. Um, and two years in, we were in a crisis mode. Um, I was ready to leave. Roger. Uh, we had both been married before. That's why the reluctance to get married again. And um, we were in a bad place. Um, I saw no way out except for going um, away from Roger. And a coworker of mine, um, a police officer that I worked with, said, you should go to this weekend to remember. And I looked at the brochure and I thought, Uh, this is about God. Uh, We have never, uh, I don't know anything about God. I don't think I want to, but it does have some marriage advice. So maybe we'll go and just pick up the marriage advice and leave the God stuff there. So that was my beautiful pagan plan. And I went home and I asked Roger, hey, what do you think? Let's go to this thing.
3: Yeah, and I said, whatever. You make the plans and (laughs) I'll show up.
2: (laughs) Uh, So, um I did make the plans because that's the kind of woman I am. Um, making plans is is uh, pleasurable for me. So I made the plans. I got the details worked out. And then Roger's boss at the time called and said he needed to go to training in Arizona, and it was going to conflict with this weekend to remember. And I was quite excited about that because <laughs> I could get out of this marriage thing. That's right. But at the time, uh, neither of us had Christ, and I was very bold, and I called his boss, and I said, "If you want Roger Haskin to continue working for you, you will get him on a plane Friday because we have a marriage conference to go to." She's and a petite little flower. Back that's there. right, and um, I am appalled that I did that myself, but I did, and so um, he on the other end. It was the first miracle. He said. Uh, ma'am, we are a family company, and I will have your your husband on the plane. And I said thank you and hung up. So that's how we got to the weekend to remember. Yeah, and that man, I had met him twice
3: up to that point, so he barely knew me. <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs>
3: but he met my wife. What yes, a gutsy
1: call for you to.
2: <laughs> oh make yes, I'm proud of you. Mm, well, you know what? Uh, God was spurring it on because He knew what He had planned for us at that weekend. So we did get there. And uh, we heard some things we had never heard in our lives before about a gracious, merciful, um, gentle, and humble God that wants to meet us where we're at. And more than that, he wants to save our marriage um, and also save our souls. So that happened November 21st, 1998. And that's why I am passionate about family life and passionate about families. I think any marriage can make it when you get Christ involved.
1: That's an amazing story, Tanya. So I'd like to thank you for your service on the police force. I believe that first responders, law enforcement, and our armed forces are very underappreciated nowadays. So thanks for the sacrifice that you and, in turn, your family has made for you to serve. And I love the fact that one of your police co-workers had the guts to tell a non-Christian co-worker (laughs) about Family Life's Weekend to Remember. So you had mentioned that it was before you and Roger knew Jesus. So can I ask the two of you, how did it feel to go to a church event? I mean, you must have been desperate and at the end of your rope when it came to your relationship to go out and take this chance. But did you feel uncomfortable? And how did the crowd make you feel when you arrived to Weekend to Remember?
3: I'll tell you, for for me – I didn't I didn't want to go that was pretty obvious. I was trying to do everything that I could to get out of going. But when we got there, it was just it was comfortable. I mean, within 5 minutes you're laughing, you're just enjoying yourself. They they put you at ease right away. We were the conf, the conference we went to was up at Amo. I think there's about 650 people in the ballroom, but we felt like it was just us. And then the, when the speakers were speaking, it felt like they were speaking directly to me because the issues that they were talking about were my issues. And I'm sure that half the other crowd had the same issues, but I didn't know that at the time. I thought they were just talking to me. So I was very relaxed right off the get go. And it was that actually surprised me, it surprised me a lot.
1: So for a couple of distinctly non Christians <laughs> to go to a family life weekend to remember event and feel so Immediately comfortable speaks volumes to me.
3: Amen. <laughs>
1: so maybe you believe in God, or maybe you don't, or maybe you think there's a higher power and you're not yet convinced that Jesus is the one. Regardless, Family Lives Weekend to Remember has tools and resources that can help improve your marriage and your family life. All the information is on our website at kpdq.com. That's kpdq. Com. So if your marriage could use a boost, and realistically, who of us couldn't use a boost to our marriage? Amen. Then Family Life's Weekend to Remember is a wonderful opportunity to make an impact on your marriage. Coming up November 19th, 20th, and 21st at the beautiful Red Lion Hotel in Janssen Beach. That's the Red Line Hotel on the river. You'll learn to not only have fun improve conversation, resolve conflict in biblical ways, but also increase your commitment to your marriage, resulting in deeper intimacy. Again, all the information is at our website, kpdq.com. That's kpdq.com. We're going to be hearing more from Roger and Tanya Haskin. But up next, Mike and Karen Coda have their own story to share on Difference Makers. Welcome back to Difference Makers. Mike Lee here. Very excited about Family Life's Weekend to Remember. This is an updated version. So if you've attended in the past, don't think that there's nothing here for you. And don't think that your spouse wouldn't want to get away for a weekend. November 19th, 20th, and 21st at the Red Lion Hotel on the River in Janssen Beach. With all the details at kpdq.com. And we've got another special guest couple in the studio. So welcome, Mike and Karen Cota. How are you today? Good. Thank you. Great. Thanks. You volunteer for family life.
4: How come? We, uh, I think, we have a passion to see marriages not go through what we went through in our past relationships. That's a good answer, Mike. Karen, would you agree? Or do you have any other special
1: reasons that family life has a special place in your heart?
5: Absolutely. Yeah, we both have both have been through um, not successful marriages so we when we got married we both knew we wanted a christian and we got married and then real life happened and we knew we needed help and we searched for help and we knew our our church did not have any um like organized small groups or anything really for us so we we had to really seek out you know, help something that we can continually work on and work through. And family life is a great tool.
1: Well, that's for sure. You mentioned that you had both been in unsuccessful marriages earlier. So, knowing what you know now, is that extra important for you to share to others who might be going through marital problems before they split up, Mike?
4: Yes, definitely. It's, uh, you know, a goal of staying married and working on your marriage together. And with God, um, so yeah, it's very important. Karen, as a divorcee
1: before you met Mike, first of all, were you a Christian at this point?
5: Yes, I was a Christian, and from a you know young age as a child, and I actually married a non-Christian and was married for twenty years, and um, went through terrible divorce. And fast forward, I knew I wanted to marry a Christian. And I we met online. And I saw this tall, dark, handsome guy on Christian Mingle, and who used to be a pastor. And he was, you know, so I thought, all right, sign me up. So um, I knew we could do anything with Jesus. And uh, when you have the Lord in your marriage, but I, I do have to say, It still takes work, and it takes commitment, and it takes working on it every day and working on yourselves and your marriage.
1: So I have this theory, and feel free to disagree with me, but my theory is this. I believe that in the Bible it says that God hates divorce, Mm -hmm. and I believe that wholeheartedly. However, I believe that God loves his creation, that God loves his people more than he loves his institutions and his best practices, and that... Even if you do end up divorced, God doesn't love you any less. So, in your case, Mike, as a former pastor especially, do you believe that we, the church, treat divorcees as well as we should? Is there a stigma that's out there, or is it in the heads of those who end up going through a divorce? And is it not really out there?
4: No, there's a big stigma out there um, within the church um, because, you know, I think people. Uh, our churches take out of context of what uh, God is saying about divorce, and that you know, as long as you, you know you have tried everything in your power to keep your marriage together, there are times that you just gotta say, "Okay, God, what do you want us to do?" What, there's no, nothing else that we can do that we haven't tried or haven't done. What else do we do? And uh, so the church itself, I think, is very, they don't talk about it. It's not talked about. They don't, uh, you know, when you go to church and you're divorced, it's like uh, you feel alone because you have nobody or you don't know if there's anybody else in the church in the same boat that you're in. So uh, being in the church growing up and, you know, I was in ministry and, the, the, the organization I was in told me I couldn't be a pastor anymore because I was getting a divorce.
1: And different groups or denominations or fellowships have their reasons for having their rules. We could choose to agree with them or disagree with them. But as someone who had served as a pastor, how did this make you feel and how did you handle that, Mike?
4: Uh, it made me feel very... I was mad and angry and I even got mad and angry at God, you know, and said, "How can this be? I mean, I've done, you know, most of my life, you know, I've been a good kid, and I grew up in in a Christian church in a home and in the in church and how how can this how can this church or the, the the body of Christ just turn their back on me and say forget it, you're no good?" Um, so I I did go through a period of time that I was mad at God and depressed and angry and just what am I going to do now? And it still somewhat affects me now. Um, You know, those back voices in your head that the enemy likes to share that you're no good and you can never, you know, fulfill your calling ministry because you've been through a divorce, which is just not true. Um, That's one of the reasons um, I think helping marriages – is a passion you know i think that god has really put a passion in both of us to uh reach out and help people because it's it's different if you feel don't feel like you're alone in something you you're not the only one fighting it and there's other couples other families and um, marriages out there that are going through the same thing or have been through the same thing there's always comfort in a, in knowing that there's other people
1: so knowing what you know now mike if you were to have a voice in front of all these pastors who may or may not be going through issues of their own right now, how would you encourage them? What word would you want to share with them when it comes to not being alone, being able to go out and ask for help and receive it and know that it's okay to not be perfect?
4: Um, boy, that's a hard one. Um, I would just encourage them to seek help. You know, to talk with other pastors, other, other, uh, couples, and to really focus on getting their life straight with God and, and making sure that they're, um, spiritually ready to jump into another relationship or, or further their ministry and that they're not, God isn't gonna use you any less because you've been divorced. God is the Holy Spirit. It will arise in you, and you will be used just as like just like any other pastor um, would be used. Um, So it's not that God has changed His mind and said, "Well, you can only do this or you can only do that." But it's just it's the church that has that um, outlook, and that um, God can use you just as much now than He did in the past. And
1: don't doubt that. So my old church, Smithtown Gospel Tabernacle, back in New York, had signs above the exits which said, you are now entering the mission field. And I'll argue that no matter what title you have on your business card, you are serving in ministry. So thank you for sharing this with us, Mike Cota, because I know that it hasn't always been easy for you. But hopefully the words that you've shared can encourage someone else out there. Speaking of which, let's talk to your lovely bride, Karen. So, Karen, can you give us a woman's perspective? You had mentioned earlier that you were a Christian and you'd gotten divorced from a past husband who was not a Christian. After that point, how do you believe that we, the church, treated you as a divorcee?
5: Hmm. Wow. So, I obviously, I had no plans on divorcing because I totally did not— want that believe that I want to be married forever because I know that's what God wants um, unfortunately when so I would keep seeking help you know um, went to a different church at one point and I did ask a pastor for help and He was, unfortunately, discouraging and said, well, there's not much we can do if your husband's not a believer, which did not plant a good seed, and I only say that because that was very discouraging to me, and I don't believe that's true.
1: So at this point, Karen, did we, the church, brothers and sisters in Christ, treat you in ways that were honorable and loving, or are there certain things that were said that you wish weren't, even if people had good intentions? Wow. That's a hard question. (laughs) I mean, sometimes people have such good intentions and they love on you, but they say the stupidest Mm. things. So for fellow survivors of miscarriages and Mm. things like Mm -hmm. that, the last Mm -hmm. thing you ever want to hear is, oh, they're with God now. Or maybe Mm -hmm. God wanted you to concentrate on the kids you already have. And that was actually spoken to a friend of mine by a pastor's wife. Mm. But I'm not bitter about that, right? (laughs) So are are there things that a divorcee needs to hear from someone when it comes to giving Mm. love and giving support? And are there things that even if said in good intentions really should not be spoken at least immediately after a divorce?
5: Well, there. Gosh, it's such a process. Um, but I know that God God uses things that you've gone through, your hardships, um, things that you've gone through, to for you to help others. I believe go through it later. So after you've come through that season or that journey. Um, God will use you to help others go through that season, the same type of issues. Um, but I think number one is to seek your own relationship with the Lord and to get your value in how much the Lord loves you. And when you can not put your, um, your status as the most important thing or um, just to get your value from the Lord.
1: I love that, Karen. So you mentioned that you first stumbled upon Mike on christianmingle.com. So tell us how the story went after that. So you made a first connection, then what?
5: <laughs> so we we got married very quickly. Actually, we were married within 5 months. And because I knew that, you know, I just wanted to have a Christian man and I knew that with Christ we can do all things who gives us strength. So Along with us, we brought baggage, and we brought pain, and we brought hurt, and uh, the the enemy does not want us to be successful. And so uh, we went through a pretty tough time kind of, you know, later in life being remarried. It was very difficult because we didn't grow up with each other as, you know, in our teens and 20s and 30s even, and, and you're growing your kids up and stuff. That wasn't our story. So uh, we each came with our own preconceptions, and we knew that we needed to continually work on our marriage because it's like the old adage, well, I told you I loved you when we got married, that should be enough. Well, you don't just do that, you know, when you first get married. (laughs) You got to continually grow and learn how to communicate, resolve conflict, and, um, when we came to family life, it just opened up a whole world of resources and small small group studies that we have used. And we like to do a small group with other couples, kind of partly just so that we will go through it ourselves too, <laughs> because it it's funner with other people. And um, we, we have seen other couples grow and improve their marriage as well.
1: So in a sense, Karen, by facilitating a family life study to kind of mentor and coach other couples, you and Mike are gaining the benefits for your own marriage.
5: Absolutely, yes. Yes. Very much so.
1: So thank you for sharing with us, Karen. I realize this isn't always very easy for us to talk about. And Mike, tell us about marriage today. What has Family Life's resources done in your marriage to
4: Karen? Well, we've done a lot of, uh, like Karen said, a lot of uh, small groups. Um, the art of marriage, the oneness and other uh, programs that are out there. And um it's, it's strengthened us. I mean, we grow each time we do it. Like I said, like Karen said, we haven't arrived. We've got issues ourselves. We still argue and have things that we've got to work out. And um going through these small studies with other couples, knowing that you're, you're not the only one out there having this issue, these issues. And there's other couples that argue and fight and, stuff and um so it's just always there's comfort in knowing that there's other people going through this with you and uh so the 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 small studies we've done have really opened our eyes and helped us a lot to um learn how to communicate learn how to love each other more and um like I said, we haven't arrived. We still have our issues. We in family life still helps us grow in those issues. Even in the weekend, to remember, we 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 can still go not only just volunteer, but when we go by ourselves to a, a separate one, that we can still grow and learn from what the speakers are saying.
1: So, friends, no matter how long you've been married, family life can help your relationship flourish improve your communication, resolve conflict in biblical ways, and increase your commitment to your marriage, resulting in deeper intimacy. So thank you so much, Mike and Karen Coda. And don't forget, Family Life's Weekend to Remember is coming up November 19th, 20th, and 21st at the Red Lion Hotel on the River in Janssen Beach. All the details are at kpdq.com for Weekend to Remember. And when we return, more with Roger and Tanya Haskin. On Terrence Makers. You're listening to Difference Makers. Mike Lee here. I am blessed to be happily married for more than a quarter century, which is only more evidence that there is a God, and he's got a good sense of humor. Mm -hmm. And if you go to our website, kpdq.com, that's kpdq.com, you can find out a lot more about Weekend to Remember from Family Life, a wonderful opportunity to make an impact on your marriage. No matter how long or short you've been married, No matter if you've been divorced in the past, God can make an impact in your life today. And the event is November 19th, 20th, and 21st at the Red Lion Hotel on the River in beautiful Jansen Beach. So welcome back Roger and Tanya Haskin, who serve as ministry representatives throughout the states of Oregon, Washington, and parts of Idaho. That's a lot of ground to cover, so Thanks for what you do to improve marriages. We're very excited to hear why, though. So why did the two of you end up working for Family Life directly, Tanya?
2: Oh, um, that is a nice um, story of God um coaxing us further and further in (laughs) so we um in 1998 we gave our lives to christ at a weekend to remember and then we thought this is an incredible ministry and we thought oh with all of our newfound um, knowledge about god in the last 24 hours (laughs) we decided to go to a meeting and see if we wanted to be on staff so that I was could hear, the
3: very next morning, by the way. That's right.
2: I could hear people <laughs> laughing. But instead, we decided we would volunteer. So we ended up volunteering with um, Family Life up in the Semi area for the weekend to remember up there for 12 years. And then God, uh, through a series of events, called us to um, apply to Family Life to be full-time um, ministry partners there. And, um, and we said yes. We walked through the process.
1: Tonya, I find it amazing that at the time you and Roger attended your first Family Life Weekend to remember, neither one of you was a Christian, and yet your police co-worker just invited you to this event, and you were so desperate at the time that you actually went. So yes. Roger, give us a firsthand recount of what you felt going to this event that was so important that Tanya had your boss switch your travel plans to make sure you would be at this.
3: To be honest, it was important to Tanya. It was not important to me. I went because Tanya said we should go. That's the only reason I was willing to go. Um, like I said earlier, I, I was trying everything I could to get out of going. That's why I was excited to have to go to Arizona for for work for that weekend. But we we did end up there. Um, I would say that the thing that drew me to the weekend, again, was was just what Tanya um, wanted me to do at the time, because Tanya kind of ran the house at the time, and I really didn't care. Um, I worked. I was working at that time about 70 to 80 hours a week, and anything to get away from my house and and my wife that I did not get along with, I was okay with. Um, so spending a weekend away was not something I was looking forward to, but I did show up and when we got there, it was just, uh, like I said, it was just incredible. I, God just, he, he put my heart at ease right away. I, I, at the time I would not have given God the credit. Um, it was just, it was fun. I mean, we were laughing right away and, and it was, it was just a blast. And the transformation just started as we walked in the door.
1: I love how this non-Christian couple was loved, embraced, and entertained at a Family Life Weekend to Remember event. How did that affect your personal faith walk, Roger, after you attended this Weekend to Remember?
3: (laughs) Well, I got back to work the next Monday. I went back to work, and my co-worker, um, he was a, a believer in Christ. I didn't know that. We never talked about that at work. But I walked in, and he just looked at me, and he goes, something happened to you over the weekend. I go, what do you mean? He goes, something happened to you. You saw the light. I can tell. And I'm like, how do you know that? He goes, you went to a weekend, didn't you? Yeah. And it was just incredible. He just knew right away. But it was to a point where at that point, I was, I was managing an auto center, and I'd been in the military for seven years prior to that, and I'd been in the automotive business for about seven to eight years at that point, and, and I had a very colorful language, so when I gave direction, there were usually some extra words on the end of that direction so people knew that I meant it, and that just went away right away. I mean, and it wasn't something I, that that language just went away.
1: You just happened to lose whatever vocabulary you used to have, but you didn't purposely <laughs> intentionally plan no. on that, did you?
3: No, it went It actually hindered my job. I actually ended up leaving that job because I, I, it, I was less effective. I would give direction without those words and people didn't think I meant it. <laughs> so it was, it was a challenge. So three months after I became a believer, I actually left that job one because I was killing myself working there was no way there to send me home so that was one of the issues but the other was it was it just i was less effective
1: great story thank you for sharing that with us roger so tanya tell us about your belief in god that happened after this weekend to remember event that you attended at the suggestion of your police co-worker
2: Oh, okay. This this is just still a, such a miraculous story. But um, we are sitting in the ballroom, and on Saturday, they, they unpack the gospel. They tell you all about who this Jesus is and that he's alive and well, and he, he wants a relationship with you. And um, Saturday nights are date nights. And so you and your um, spouse are supposed to go on a date and lean in. So if you have a really rough marriage, maybe just holding hands, but make it as positive as you can. Roger and I ended up uh, fighting and yelling and screaming for about three or four hours in our hotel room. We we want to apologize to whoever had the adjoining rooms. (laughs) We had just learned what our marriage was supposed to be like, and we knew where our marriage was at. And there was no overlap in those stories. No, there was no overlap. And we felt uh, so out of control. And yet, Christ met us both there. After we had exhausted ourselves with fighting, at some point we realized that both Roger and I wanted Jesus. We wanted this this person that they had talked about. We wanted him to come in and take over because our marriage was a train wreck and we didn't know what to do. So... At some point, we both um, exhaled and we started breathing, and we just let down. and Roger took my hand, and we got on our knees, and he led us both to Christ, um, which is amazing um, to me that a God would be that personal with us. And then um, we went home and. Our children could tell something was different right away. I knew there was something different. I felt like a new creation. A lot of the shame and um, guilt that I'd had because both Roger and I had been so promiscuous in our younger years, um, we left it there at the ballroom, and that was such a burden to to just leave there. It was incredible. I felt lighter. And I felt like there was real hope. We walked into a local church the very next weekend that uh, we are still at today. That was 1998. So those people loved us up. We were so rotten, and we were, we were not very good people, and we had language still, a little language. And um, our pastor and his wife, who are still our pastor and his wife, um, were so gracious. They have watched us. Um, just our sanctification process. Uh, Christ has been good to us, and he's used those people to grow us up. So I have a very strong faith today. It's, it's not perfect, but it's strong. And um, we've been able to see a change even in our legacy.
1: I love the fact that both of you had a very similar story, that after you received Jesus into your heart as your Lord and Savior, people knew they could tell mm-hmm. whether it was your coworker that Monday morning, Roger, or your kids, Tanya. People saw you were different. They perceived that in some bizarre, supernatural way. Because it's not like you went up to them and started ministering to them, right? They just right. could see you were different. Is that correct?
2: Yes. That is right. Yep. It's amazing, isn't it? That light that just shines.
1: I could have asked this to Mike and Karen Coda earlier, but tell us about parenting after you found out what you learned at Family Life's Weekend to remember.
3: Well, it gave me definitely a more of a sense of grace uh, for my children. Um, I wanted my children to do things right, um, but I allowed Tanya to be the disciplinarian in our home. And if our kids weren't doing things right, it was her fault. because. I wasn't disciplining them so I could pass the blame on to her. And it, so it just got me more involved in being a parent. Um, I actually was talking to my dad on, on the way to the station this morning and, uh, he we were talking about our growing up and he was saying you know i i did the best i could with what i was given and he came from a very dysfunctional home and and our home my home growing up was was pretty dysfunctional but but it was better than my dad's and you know the the standard if our standard is just being better than our dad i i think we're setting the bar pretty low our standard needs to be Christ and i needed to change my standard of what I was called to do for my children as their father. So it, it caused me to step up and step into that role and be intentional and be, a, be an engaged parent, which up until that point I was not. I was very disengaged. And it, my idea was that it was Tanya's job to raise our children. And if there was something wrong with them, it was her fault. So that's the way I looked at it. That way I was absolved of any blame of anything that happened. But if if they turned out well, well of course they would because they're my children.
1: You take all the credit for yeah, it.
3: So <laughs> so it caused me to, to get engaged and be more intentional. I'm so glad to
1: hear that, Roger. So Tanya, tell us how motherhood has been for you since that time.
2: First of all, I love my kids dearly and um Even as a little girl, I wanted to be a mom. I wasn't so sure I wanted to be a wife. (laughs) So so my children um, have always been precious to me. Um, But I was finding out quickly that I was coming to the end of myself and my resources and not understanding how to get through to some of my kids during the tough stuff. So when Jesus came on board... I had somebody that I could talk to and ask questions and get wisdom from um, a new resource that was the perfect resource. And the other thing that happened is once Roger started engaging in the parenting stuff too, oh my goodness, it was so much easier. It was so much easier. At the first, at, at the beginning, I was resentful because I had all of the the cards and I could play them whenever I wanted and I didn't have to ask his permission or anything like that. And so being a... a- recovering control freak I was really happy to have all the decisions about the children so for the first couple years it was rough the transition but after that I would have it no other way my husband's got wisdom in areas that I don't and I have wisdom in areas he doesn't and God puts us together on purpose he um, on purpose picked Roger and I for our children and I am so thankful to God that we were both um, called um, to step up for our game for our children so that we could um, leave a legacy to them that includes loving Jesus Christ.
1: Oh, I love it. So, before we wrap things up, by all means, boast upon your kids. You want to send them a shout-out? Tell us where they are today.
3: (laughs) So, uh, I'll talk about uh, a couple of them, I guess, and then Tanya can, can jump in there, but um, our oldest, Natasha, she is the one that we had before we got married. Um, she lives in Kodiak, Alaska now with her husband and our two beautiful granddaughters. Uh, Tanya was just up there visiting them just a couple weeks ago. And, uh, they love Kodiak. Um, they're natural there. She is a very uh, granola kind of gal and, uh, they, they just love the, the outdoors and they're, it's a perfect fit for them. And then our, our youngest, uh, Nehemiah, he is down at Grand Canyon University and, uh, he is a, Kind of a super sophomore, I guess, there. He he got his AA in a running start program and then started school. So, this is his first year down at Grand Canyon. And, uh, he's a little homesick on some days and other days he's happy he's down there. Um, he's loving school. He's, he's in pre med down there and, and he's just enjoying life. Uh, but he's, he's still learning. Um, he's learning what life is like outside the home. So, um, yeah. So, we talk with him often, so it's fun to connect with him and just kind of help guide him through life still.
2: Yes. And then we have our middle son, Nathaniel. Um, and just to go back, um, Natasha and Josiah love the Lord, so they serve him there in Kodiak. Yes, And um, Nehemiah uh, loves the Lord, and he's going to Young Life events and trying to figure out his way. Uh, that's no guarantee, but... Right now, they're loving the Lord, which is exciting, because we didn't until we were 33, right? Um, And then Nathaniel um, is our middle son, and he uh, went to Multnomah and got a degree there, um, pastoral studies and biblical studies. I never get it quite right, but... um, and he met a beautiful young lady there, Emily, and they got married recently. And they have a um, beautiful young daughter, and they have one on the way, which is um, so exciting. But the exciting part is um, all three of my kids, when we were, being, when we were raising them in, in our beautiful church, they said, Mom and Dad, I hope you know that we are not going to pick a church like this. It's probably going to be a bigger church, maybe a little more uh, more instruments, you know, a little more exciting. And we said, okay, you know, however the Lord leads. Well, <laughs> Nathaniel is now our associate pastor at the church that we're at, which we just love, and um, he was homegrown from that place. And the first time we stepped in the door to that church— Um, I was four months pregnant with him. So our family has grown up in this church, and now one of our kids is pastoring there, which is a beautiful story. Um, I'm just so thankful to God that he can take uh, two big losers like Roger and I and he could turn it around and we can actually have kids that love the Lord. It's, again, no guarantee, but they're not perfect but they are passionate about Christ, which is very exciting.
3: And I'm not sure if you caught the timeline there, but we were pregnant with Nathaniel when we accepted the Lord at the weekend to remember, and now he is a pastor at our church. So <laughs> God God paints a much better story than we can.
1: Amen. Marriage between a man and a woman is supposed to parallel Christ loving the church. And it's just a, such a wonderful to be able to sit down with a couple of perfectly imperfect couples who've been saved by an awesome God and have got great testimonies to share as a result. No matter where you are in your relationship, if your marriage could use a boost, which I bet it could, Family Life's Weekend to Remember is a wonderful opportunity to impact your marriage November 19th, 20th, and 21st at the Red Lion Hotel on the river in beautiful Janton Beach where you can learn to improve communication Resolve conflict in biblical ways and increase your commitment to your marriage, resulting in deeper intimacy. With all the details on weekends, remember, at kpdq.com. So thank you so very much for joining us today. Ministry representatives Roger and Tanya Haskin, as well as local couple Mike and Karen Coda. And don't forget to check out those details at kpdq.com. And thank you for listening to Difference Makers.